All right, how's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Alright, welcome back to another week of the show. This week we're talking Batman Animated Series as we continue to go through both the 66 Batman show and the animated series. We are talking about episodes 5, 6, 7, and 8 today, which is kind of confusing to know the proper order of the animated series because they aired all over the place. But uh, we're going by the DVD box set, which I believe is the production list of when they were made i believe yeah so it'll be pre-poison uh the underdwellers pov and the forgotten without a doubt the weirdest stretch of three batman episodes in the entire series so oh yeah for sure so yeah because other than pretty uh pretty poison other than that there's like no uh you know a classic batman villain or anything and very little batman yeah, yeah. Pretty Poison's a very straightforward episode, and then yeah. the other three are, jeez, I mean... They, they take risks. You can't even say that again. I mean, <laughs> man, you talk about weird, weird episodes. So we we're, we got a lot to talk about with those. I'm also going to talk movie swap, um, and also have some news that we're going to get to. But, uh, or Ian, do you want to start with some news, or do you want to start with the movies that we've seen? Uh, let's start with the news, like we always do. Okay. Why not? Biggest news, we have another cast member added to the Batman show. Oh, yeah. Carmine Falcone, John uh, Turturro. Mm-hmm. And um, this I'm not super familiar with this. I'm sure you are, Ian, so give us a rundown of uh, John Turturro. Really? You're not familiar? Oh, not he's really. like a, he's a Coen Brothers staple. Um, See, maybe... that's why. That's, that's why yeah. right there. Uh, primarily a comedic actor. I, know, I mean, a lot of people know him most recently from like the Transformer movies, hmm. um, where he plays like the one secret agent who's again very comedic. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. I've ever really seen him in anything dramatic, and I, I really can't think of anything. I've seen him in movies like Rounders, where he's a little bit more serious. But yeah, I mean, like everything is known for the Big Lebowski, uh, forget Mr. Deeds. I mean, yeah, he's he's very comedic. So. Uh, it was a. This is like one of the other casting. I, I'd say this and uh, man, I forgot all. So, of, I forgot all about Mister Deeds. Yeah, I'd say this and Zoe Kravitz. Really, the only two casting where I'm like, okay, I'm not like hitting the panic button, but I just right. don't see it. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially for someone like Carmine Falcone, you think yeah, bigger, serious. Anyway, but uh, intimidating. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not a word I would use to describe John Turturro. Although I don't know what movie the GIF is from. That Matt Reeves tweeted out, but I mean that looked pretty good. Whatever that, I don't know what that movie was in that role though. But um, yeah, I'd have to see it. Yeah, it was on the tweet that he did. I think it's from Big Lebowski though. Well, that's but the one where again, he's like, yeah, I, that's the one I where he's like worshiping a bowling ball. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But I don't know. The gift looks. I don't know. It, I, who knows? I, again, I mean, he's a good actor. So I mean, I. I it's a possibility. I mean, he could just, you know, show us a side we've never seen before. Yeah. Well, uh, so we'll just have to see. But anyway, that that's really the biggest as far as Batman stuff. There's not really any other superhero stuff other than we got the first kind of trailer for the for Crisis, 
but it didn't really oh. it didn't show anything. Um, no, no. You had you had like a clip of Brandon Routh, uh, Superman talking, but I don't even think we saw any of the other cameos in the in the trailer, so it didn't didn't really didn't really do much. But that that's starting in like uh, like a week and a half or so. December eighth, yeah. I think, is when that starts. December eighth, yeah. So that's coming up. We'll have a lot to talk about once that airs. Um, I don't think there's any more superhero news that I'm superhero aware of. Superhero news? I don't think so. Other than, I mean, there's been a little bit of talk about J.J. Abrams and the whole Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is true. I mean, it's nothing definitive. Obviously, there is it a Green Lantern show or a movie that they're doing? At this oh, point, I, I don't I don't know anymore. And that's true. They may not either. They may just be, you know, announcing stuff to see what, you know, resonates with people. But there was yeah, some... and then, of course, the, the stupid old. Oh. oh, well, I was just going to say, because there was. OK, let me see. I think it was movie, the latest thing with the Green Lantern. And there was other about Maybe doing more. What... There was also there's obviously a thing about Superman with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And J.J. Abrams. Rumor. And then there's stuff about doing more R-rated things as well. Um, and then Flash oh, sure. looks like it it isn't even a option until like 2021 to even be filming. So you know who who knows? But. Yeah, it's like by then it's like by then who who's gonna care? Like who's gonna remember Ezra Miller as a Flash by then? Really? I, like every year I that they have know. to delay that movie is like less and less people care about it. Come on. I agree. Yeah, I don't see it happening at this point. Um. But the rated R thing, that makes sense because uh, people expect Birds of Prey to be rated R. and then Oh, I don't think it will. Uh, yeah, well, th- that's apparently the rumor. But, you know, we'll see. But then the, and then the other rumors for James Gunn's Suicide Squad. That would make rated. sense. Like, that definitely one, James Gunn. That one would totally make sense. Suicide Squad's because a property that sh- definitely lends itself to rated should've R. Should have been. I agree. Yeah. And I think also because Suicide Squad wasn't rated R, I, I don't think Birds of Prey will. And then also, I think they just, I don't know, some people think, you know, with Charlie's Angels, the Terminator, like, failing that Birds of Prey might be in trouble, but I think I Harley don't, Quinn... I don't think so. I, I agree. I think Harley Quinn is too big to, to this fail. This is just really. a different vein as well. I mean, and and this looks like it's going to be different enough, and uh, anyway, I, I think this will probably do fine. Yeah, this won't flop, because it's not a tired franchise, even though it's... Right. It really doesn't know what it is. It's mainly a Harley Quinn movie, and Harley Quinn is. But again, there's a big audience with this, and yeah. that, of people that are excited. I mean, we're not, but that's just. I mean, it's just not for us. So, yeah. you know, which is fine. I mean, people. Oh, yeah. You know, I think I think movies like that are a good thing to have out there, kind of like with the Joker movie. But it's just you know sure. just not doesn't appeal to us. But um, yeah. So that's pretty much it for that. But there's a lot more Star Wars stuff going on. One, Ian, have you watched The Stupid Mandalorian? What is wrong with you if you say no? I'm, I'm watching it tomorrow. Oh Calm my down. Gosh. I wanted to save it. I know. I, I've heard nothing but good things about Killing it, me. The, third, the third episode has come out. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're through three. The fourth one hasn't? No. Okay. No. Fourth one comes out this week. Um, I guess okay. the fourth one comes out today if you're listening to this because uh, this this oh, airs on Friday. Friday. Yeah. Um, okay. it's great. It, it it's great. Was... Is is it perfect? No, but it is Star Wars, and that's hey, all hey, we ba- could ever ask for. Yeah, and baby steps. I mean, to come from Last <laughs> Jedi and what the movies are <laughs> Literally. doing. Oh yeah, yeah. 
But no, like uh, I heard a lot of good things about episode three, and I know the director yeah. was um, that woman. I forget her name. I don't remember, but um, she's the one who's helming the Kenobi series, which is a good yes. sign because this episode was great. Well, that and I heard like comments because like you know people were making a big deal about it. this is finally the first female director to make a Star Wars property, and like they asked her about it, and basically she was like, "I don't care." She's like, "I don't care if I'm the first, you know, female first Asian director." So like, I just want to do a good job. I'm like, "Right, all right, perfect. That's exactly yeah. what I want to hear." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that's what you want to hear from any director. Of, exactly. Uh, yeah. Of anything, because that's that's what it should be about. Yeah, that's what matters. But this is, I mean, it's its great. John Favreau has his finger on the pulse of Star Wars better than anyone since George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Everything feels right. The, uh, you know, I mean, we've talked about this before. Just the, the sets, the atmosphere, the characters, the aliens, the costumes, the tone, everything feels like original trilogy Star Wars. And, and it's and like they're finally, it's like they're finally. Ask. Yeah, it's like they're finally exploring new territory and like yes. ex- actually expanding on the universe. Right. Yeah. And so that's it's been it's been great. Um, you know, I, I can't it, wait to see it. It's a very in, we got a great lead that's very interesting, and the only thing is, I have no idea what's going on. Like we're three episodes in, and I have no idea what the story of this show is. Like you think you know. And then it changes, and then you're like, all right, I don't know what's going on now. So, you know, and we're already three episodes in, and there's only five more to go. So I'm I'm curious to see how they'll wrap, like, a season arc into this season. Because it's kind of... Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird right now. But, but, like, there's things where you're like, okay, something could happen. It's not like, you know, the, the, the movies where you don't know what's going on and there's no hope of anything making right. sense there's definitely threads but as of right now nothing there's not quite a picture yet which is which is fine you know so we'll we'll see what happens but so far they've been banging on all cylinders and it has been it's been enjoyable I've, well, i i just love seeing something that feels like star wars and and that's such a weird part because like again they they released this right before Rise of Skywalker and it's like this and freaking Baby Yoda yep. are completely like stealing all the thunder from and it, they're the movie. smart they're smart they did this on purpose well, well but why do you say that like because they know the movie is garbage so if they can distract people long enough with this and keep people excited Wars. about Star Wars gotcha. when the movie tanks everyone's not just gonna quit Star Wars. Yeah, that's a good point, because I guess that they had released this like a month or two after Rise of Skywalker, and people were just people completely would, burnt it, out. It would, ha- it would be like Solo. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. So, no, it, they know exactly what they're doing, and this further proves to me how abysmal the movie's going to be. I mean, which, yeah. Which they, we already this, know, but th- th- that, yeah. this is just another seemingly confirmation well, as to spe- that. Well, I guess speaking with Star Wars, we've got that freaking J.J. Abrams media tour to talk about. Yeah, his I, I, I haven't been able to, to see a lot with that. I've had a really, really busy week, and I've missed some stuff. So oh, uh, tell, tell me about tell me about some of this. I haven't had a chance to watch all the videos. Well, it's definitely true. They were still working on the movie up until Sunday. He announced it on, I think, Good Morning America, that they officially wrapped the movie Sunday. <laughs> and, well, like, he... Good. He wasn't, he wasn't even embarrassed about it. It's like, what... Like if I was an interviewer, I'd be like I'm sorry, what Sunday? <laughs> like, like, but I mean, but yeah, it just confirms that they were literally working on the movie till that day. But then he goes on to say that, oh yeah, the reshoots we did was just to touch things up. It's like, oh my god, 
so I mean, it's it's full of damage control, and that was where they uh, released the, the clip, the first uh, clip released of you know the that weird speeder yeah, chase. Yeah, we do need that, to talk about that. Yeah, that that was just embarrassing. It's it's terrible. It, it's, and every every aspect is I mean, horrible. Yeah, I mean, like people are of course fighting over the fact that like there have been jetpack stormtroopers and every cannon, even like in the released like books about the first order, there were jetpack. Those troopers. don't count. Uh, but according to them, they do. And but, how um, would Finn not know this? Exactly. Uh, but again, like the script, he knows everything. How until would Poe not know this? Does. I don't know. But like, I, but I, Ray's he, the only one who should know this. I, I know, but she knows everything. But. But uh, yeah, it's like you got the bad comedy. They're like, they can fly now. They can fly now. And it's, it's like, Finn doing it, which makes oh, yeah. no sense. Because like, he should know. Like Finn, like, I feel so bad for Finn. Like he I might do. as well be saying like, oh no, they didn't. Like yeah, it's so yeah, embarrassing yeah, at yeah. this point. Yeah, I agree. Um, Also, why are there ground vehicles in a Star another. Wars movie? But then you can also ask, why is there a train in Solo when they have spaceships? That's, it's that, like, yeah, that's it looks a cool. good point too. That's a good point, yeah, too. It, Why is Ray cool. not hitting anything? Uh, I mean, she might be, but God. Why didn't God, she it, just, like, throw all the sand with the force back at them and and then they they would kill them? Exactly. It's like, again, the, when the script says, you know, that people can do stuff, they can. But, yeah, that, that clip did not inspire a whole lot of hope. But, yeah, then J.J. went on to talk about stuff. And according to him, which this is complete BS, Palpatine <laughs> was... Palpatine was the uh, the uh, goal all along. Oh yeah, the, like, the outright lie that we yeah. heard from Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> well, well it's like they're screwed because if they admit that Palpatine wasn't the goal, which it definitely wasn't, then no. they uh, then they undermine Ryan Johnson and admit that last shit I completely derailed everything. But if they stick with this, you know, dumb lie about Palpatine was the goal all along, all it does is make them look stupid because it's like so that's been the whole point of these nine movies is to bring back the villains so Ray can beat him. Like, no, either way, they're screwed. No, it doesn't make any sense because they're literally outright lying. Oh, yeah, well, that too, obviously. Like, I I just, I don't, I don't understand. I, yeah, I don't so understand. The good news is, the good news is, it's the end of, of Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams, and it's the beginning of Jon Favreau being in charge of Star Wars. You know that's yeah, it's coming. Sad because... You know it's coming, and oh, it's yeah, going to be great. It, uh, that yeah, gives like they, me they may, hope, Ian. That gives me hope. Oh, absolutely. In, in Disney Star they may, Wars. They may not announce it because, again, they want to save face and not admit that they messed up. Oh, and they'll keep... wait a while. But but you know, yeah, they'll, they'll they, wait a year uh, or so. But you know that's that's what's going to happen. Help us, John Favreau. Yeah, but unfortunately now, J.J. Abrams. Exactly. But unfortunately now, J.J. Abrams has jumped ship from another failed franchise. And now we have to hear about the his you know, cancerous effect on DC. It's like, oh, great. Yeah, now we're going to go through the whole thing over again. And it's him... like every time every time Warner Brothers gets a win with like the Joker, it's like, all right, J.J. Abrams, now your turn. It's like, oh, no. No. <laughs> Have we not learned yet? It's just, well, ugh, it's a shame. Well, the good news is, is that after this, he has no other franchise to run to other than Marvel, and I think Marvel won't even take him. Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but it's like, you know he wants some of that Marvel money. But that'll be the true sign of when Marvel is going downhill, is when they hire J.J. Abrams. That's a, damn, that's, that's a good point, to be honest. That's that's when you know that like all the talented people have left Marvel. It's like, alright, J.J. Abrams is going to write Phase 6. It's like, oh god. It's like, no. <laughs> it's like, alright no. guys, it's over. Please don't. 
Yeah, then, then he talked a little bit about how fans need to lighten up on the criticism and, you know, all that crap. And, you know, it's just complete word vomit from him, basically, and damage control. It drives me nuts. I, I can't stand him. I can't stand him. I, I hate him. <sighs> I liked the last. I liked, um, not the last Jedi. I, I liked Force Awakens for three-fourths of it. And then, I die. Anyway. Anyway, um... All right, so that, that's, that's enough news. I think that's pretty much it. All right, so Ian, what movies have you watched this week? Uh, well, I've only seen, uh, well, three uh, with Movie Swap, but the other two, um, I finally saw Ford v. Ferrari, uh, and it was It's about freaking time. Amazing. I know. It's been one week. Calm freaking down. Freaking masterpiece. It, it really is. I mean, like, and when I saw it, the theater was packed. I saw it Saturday, yeah. like, at 1 o'clock, and it was still packed. It's doing uh, which really well. Unfortunately, not overseas, though, which is yeah, sad. it is a shame. But, uh, no, I, I think it'll do great at the Oscars. I hope so, because, my God, it is, it is so good. It, it dragged a little bit in parts, but I was never bored. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's like freaking Christian Bale, amazing as always. Matt Damon, just as good. He's uh, outstanding. They're, they're both terrific. I mean, James Mangle just knows how to make a good movie. Yeah, and I've never seen better car action ever as far as like I, it and, and i'm not talking about like car stunt work like mad yeah, max yeah. i mean like drive like in Racing. the cockpit like in the driver's seat driving action i don't yeah. think i've ever seen it done better yeah like when like when a car would like just barely miss the camera and you'd hear like the the engine rev oh, like you awesome. could feel it in the theater it was great yeah everything done practical with this movie and then they oh man all the all the driving. Yeah, like and everything. I, I saw the, the only. Many. I mean, the only CGI was like they had to recreate the Le Mans uh, yeah. stands and stuff like that because like the track doesn't exist anymore. Um, yeah, like I saw I saw a couple of things of CGI, but none of it stood out. And again, it was very minimal. Yeah, all the stunts, all the driving, all that stuff done practically, and it shows. And it yeah, well, yeah, uh, just makes everything feel so intense. And oh, it's just it was it was great. I saw it twice within um, a twenty-hour stretch, and it was it was not any any more any like boring or anything the second time. Yeah, and that ending, man, like because again, I didn't know the I didn't know the story, and like yeah, I didn't, I didn't know the real life people. So when that ending comes, oh boy, and I, I was I was I was quivering a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, it it, it really does. It gets you, man. Oh, but, and is there? I mean, it's just is there more hateable people than just. Ford. Josh Lucas. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Josh Lucas. I wanted like him to be thrown in, so in front movies. of one of the cars to get run over so bad. Yeah, at the, at the freaking end when he's like, no, have all three of them cross the line at the together. It's, right. It's like, oh, and then you see what happens to Christian Bale. Like, oh. And all that is that but, is real. Although there's oh, yeah. so much confusion as to the actual ending of that race. I mean, if you look it up, oh, like. Yeah. No one knows for sure. Like, there's the reports of, of, like, the way it was in the movie, but then there's a thing where, like, there were two finish lines because, like, the actual finish line, uh, like, the two two of the cars were significantly ahead of the third one, and the one, like, the other guy who was declared the winner actually was ahead of Ken Miles, but it's saying that they thought the finish was like the starting line. Like, there's so much confusion with the way it actually went down. It's it's very oh, sure. it's very strange. It's yeah, very you strange. You can believe that, but but no, this this is definitely freaking right up there with my uh, top of the year. I mean, it's mm-hmm. gonna be right up there. I 
they're like, and after this, like the only really movie that I'm really excited to see now is uh, 1917. Oh gosh, um, I can't which wait. Looks so good. I've, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. I've, I, I mean, Roger Deakins doing the cinematography. Uh, I'm sold. Yeah, I can't wait for uh, 1917. Um, and what else did you see? Uh, the only other thing I saw was uh, Lincoln, finally, by uh, oh, Steven okay, Spielberg. Yeah, I, I haven't I don't seen know that either. If you've seen it. I have not. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 exactly what you think it's going to be. It's very Spielberg. It's very Hollywood. Um, freaking, I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis is, you You can't describe him. He is mm-hmm. Lincoln. Again, <laughs> like, we have no idea what he sounds like and how he actually was, but it's like, I like I forgot it was Daniel Day-Lewis until the credits came. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> um, I mean, he's that good, just from, like, the opening scene, and um he's great rest of the movie is is very as you'd imagine it's it's kind of hokey at times the music is very like you know you'll have the scene of when they're passing them and they're all voting and it's like yay and the music swells and all the 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 courtroom or whatever cheers and it's like it's very spielberg it's very hollywood um i, I prefer something like john adams which is a great miniseries is a lot like grittier is you know a lot less um like, you know, flattering and stuff. It, yeah. it was more like a, how you imagine it probably went down, whereas this is a very Hollywood, you know, bombastic kind of representation of the 13th Amendment being passed. But it was still still a good movie. But, uh, yeah, you know, definitely worth watching. But da- for Daniel Day-Lewis alone. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think I'll be watching it again anytime soon. All right. Well, I this was a very slow week for me because I worked okay. more this week than I have in a long time. So I saw exactly two movies, including Did you see mo- knives out, including movie swap. And one of those was knives out, which I saw last night. Um, cause my family was yeah. like, we're going to go to movie and they had already seen it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, so which I, which I wanted to see. So like, sure. how we go see knives out? It's like, all right, that's fine. I mean, I was going to see it anyway just because I can see a bunch of movies. It's like, I'll give it a shot. So we saw Knives Out, um, and it's fine. It's fine. It's it's not a bad movie. Um, I I enjoyed it for the most part. I really wanted to hate it more just because I hate Ryan Johnson so much. But uh, it's not not a terrible movie. It's definitely an overrated movie. Like, not even close. It is not nearly as good. Literally everything I'm seeing is like, yeah. Not nearly as good as the like Five stars, five stars. Nope, 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 nope. No. That, best, not even like, close. Not like, uh, even close. Chance of, Chance of Rapper said like one of the best movies like of all time. It's like, all right, calm down. Yeah, well, Chance of Rapper hadn't seen any movies. Um, he's like, yeah, he's also retarded. It's, it, it, yeah, but it's fine. I mean, it's a good movie. It's enjoyable. Um, it's yeah. too long, as with a lot of these Is type it? of movies. I mean, it's 130 minutes, and it drags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It drags in the middle quite a bit. But, 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 but again, it's fine. I mean, there's, there's just too, there's too many good people in this movie for it to not. It's a great cast. Like the cast is outstanding. And I was surprised that this movie, the main character is not any of these people. Like the main character is this, uh, this girl, um, Ana Diarmas. Oh yeah. Yeah. From uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, which I hadn't seen any of these other movies that she's been in. I haven't seen Blade Runner. She's about to be in the new uh, Bond movie. Yeah, and uh, so let's see. She's in Blade Runner, War Dogs, Knock Knock, um, No Time to... Yeah, she's going to be in No Time to Die. But I I hadn't seen her in anything, and she's fantastic in this movie. She's 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 She really is the main character, and she's outstanding. Really, really strong performance from her. She's great. 
Um, and her just, uh, you know, back and forth with Daniel Craig is the best part of the movie for sure. Uh, Daniel Craig's great. His character, I kind of expected him to do a little bit more by the end of the movie. Hmm. Uh, I was a little disappointed in that. He was kind of well, just there ex- a lot of the times, but he's entertaining every time he's on screen. And so, you know, he's yes. always incredibly fun to watch. I mean, it's Daniel Craig. He's yes. always fun to watch. So that's great. And then everyone else, everyone else is fantastic. I mean, freaking Don Johnson is outstanding. He might be the, he's probably the funniest character in the movie. He's absolutely hilarious. Oh, wow. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. He's great. Michael Shannon. Great. Obviously, Christopher great. Plummer. Chris Evans. It's always fantastic. Yep. yep. And then I got to talk about Chris Evans, who's the other best part of this movie. Chris uh, Evans is outstanding. He is outstanding to playing this dick asshole. And it is so much fun to watch. <laughs> it is so much fun to watch. Like, you're just like, this guy is the worst. <laughs> so he was a lot of fun. Um, it's an interesting mystery. Like, you know, you know, who done it? It's it. The yeah. whole point is it plays a lot on those tropes and kind of twists them a lot of times, not always in and maybe not always in good ways, but definitely playing with stuff like that. It's kind of weird cuz like you're kind of told the ending like n- like near the midway point and then mm. then you're like, "Oh, well we know what happened, so why are we still going through?" And then you find out there's a lot more stuff and then you know, then there's a whole other twist. Like there's several different levels to this movie, which I which is a good thing, because it's not, I guess, just as straightforward. Yeah. But it's it, yeah, it's it, like it a... meanders a lot, and it becomes it's very what's the word? Uh, like complicated. Uh, it's very convoluted. That's the word. It's very yeah, convoluted, yeah. Uh, but not always in a bad way. So I mean, ultimately, it's good. It's good. It's better than fine. I'd say I'd say good. I gave it three yeah. and a half stars, but definitely yeah. overrated. That's for sure. Not not this all time great movie, but definitely one that's worth seeing. Yeah, because so. I mean, like, I I do want to see it, but yeah, it's like the 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 fact that people. I mean, the the marketing for this movie has been unreal. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. I have seen a trailer for this movie in every theater experience I've gone to for like the last year. Like, it's crazy. Literally, for the Joker, I saw I got the trailer for this movie twice. Which I've never seen happen before. Yeah, yeah, I remember um, that happening. That happened to me too. So. Yeah, so like the, the 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 praise and the buzz you can tell is a lot of it. I don't think is sincere. Obviously, it's a lot of people defending Ryan Johnson and trying to like hype him up. Um, yeah, there's <laughs> definitely there's definitely some underlying uh, Ryan Johnson progressive little messages so throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But and they're very obvious, but they're not. Yeah integral to the movie so they're not necessarily harped on a lot so you know it's it's fine and some of it even though some of it is some of it's still funny um yeah yeah, there's plenty of funny parts in this movie too but ultimately the cast is is just too good for this movie to not be good yeah i mean i'll I'll definitely see it because like again before last Jedi, i I liked ryan johnson because i really liked looper um and i I like the parts i've seen him oh you did it I did. That movie uh, was overrated to me. I really, really thought that movie was going to be better than what it was. I mean, I thought it was. Uh, I, I thought it was it fine, but I, I really yeah. thought it was going to be better. Oh, see, I liked it, but yeah. So I'll, I'm curious to see this movie, but I feel like I'll probably. I feel like actually like level headed and like going in like you know with like medium expectations. Yeah, it's like I, I feel like they're 
it'll be like what you felt and yeah yeah all the five stars greatest movie of the decade it's like uh okay yeah it's definitely better to go in it just with you know an even expectation yeah go in in neutral don't go in like trying to hate the movie but then don't go in thinking like okay wow me like yeah Mm -hmm. exactly so but that's the only thing that i've seen this week other than the movie swap on because it's been a busy week um i watched the batman episodes this afternoon so yeah it's been a lot of catch up but anyway with that time to move on and actually talk about um movie swap or okay or ian (laughs) we talked about last week with us doing our favorite movie of each year the decade of each yes um did you have you done that yet or are we gonna wait and do that later no you have have done that. oh well then let's do that now forget it this might be a longer episode who cares um yeah because that'll be fun okay yeah so that's what we'll do right now this will be the segment we're gonna go through because the decade's coming up we got got about a month or so left of uh 2019 before we turn over a new page so um there's been a lot of movies that have come out from 2010 through 2019 and uh i think it's time for us to uh us to go through year by year and pick our number one favorite movie now some years was were much much harder than others to uh, oh, yeah. to pick just one movie. So let's start with 2010. Ian, what what was your number one movie from 2010? Well, for me, this was an easy one. Even though there were a lot of good movies that came out that year, I have to pick uh, one of my all time, my second favorite movie of all time, Inception. Yeah, that is fair enough. I mean, fair talk enough. about. Talk about a movie that, you know, blew everyone away when it came out. Completely original and refreshing. Amazing score. Great cast. Put Tom Hardy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt on the map, really, even though they were known before that. But this was really their big breakout movies. Uh, Just so much memorable, like, scenes and sound effects and quotes from this movie. Uh, I mean, I I love it. I I rewatch it multiple times a year. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. For me, this one is pretty easy. One of my all-time favorite comedies, The Other Guys, is my favorite movie uh, of 2010. This movie is absolutely hysterical. I laugh at every single scene, every single time I watch it. Does not matter. Does not get old. That movie is fantastic. One of my favorite comedies and my favorite movie of 2010. Uh, 2011, we can almost skip because we both have the same answer for that. Yeah, it's funny because the movie we both like <laughs> regard as one of the best movies ever, but we talk about the least. I know like, it's so good. <laughs> There's nothing to say. It's just it, it's a perfect movie. Warrior is outstanding. It is absolutely outstanding. Oh my God. It, it is just brilliant from start to finish. It's one of the handful and, of movies that makes me cry every time. Um, oh yeah, you got just perfect, perfect performances from Joel Edgerton, Tom Hardy, and oh. Nick Nolte, and. It, and then it Frank is Grillo. The, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's great too. Th- this is the best father son movie there's ever been. And there's tons brother, of great brother ones. movie. Like, yeah, yeah father son, brother, brother movie. Uh, th- there's not been one done better than this. It is, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, from, and just, I mean, and the, I, like, I like fighting movies. And I know there's people that don't like fighting movies. But it's, it's just, it's not that it's it's a it's a family move it's a family dysfunctional family movie yeah but the fighting is so good oh my it god it is yeah. so good 
Like um, maybe only other than like Creed, I don't think anything can rival in terms of like choreography and like cinematography in terms but of also, fighting. But like, also realism as far oh, as God, UFC yeah. fighting. I mean, not everything. Some stuff sensationalized, like with Kurt Angle and his um his uh Koba fighting. Oh, a little, sure. It's a little bit exaggerated for the story, yeah, but movie, for but the most fine. part, they have real fighters. Do, doing these fights, real fighters doing the choreography, and you feel it. You feel it inside yeah. the cage, and it's awesome. Two best moments of the movie aren't even in question. I don't even think anyone could say, but it's obviously when freaking Joel Edgerton taps out Koba, and yeah. then, and then, the, then the, the end of the movie. Uh, the, the ending is one of the greatest scenes of film ever. Like, it's beautiful. Uh, you have the um, you have you the have, national uh, plane about today. Yeah, so oh, it fits perfect. perfectly. Perfect. There's no dialogue for the last like three minutes. It's so good. It is outstanding. Um, and then yeah, I'd have... say for the other scene, the, the for the three to round out, I guess top three is obviously Nick Nolte in uh, in the hotel room. Oh sure, that's that's the other one. Although it's I would just... also say <sighs> the freaking like the very first. The other scene I love is the very first scene where um, Tommy goes to the gym and he taps out uh, yeah. Mad Dog for the <laughs> no, first no, time. No, no, he doesn't tap him uh, out. He freaking knocks him yeah, straight KO, out. Yeah, KOs him. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, that great. Was, that was awesome. Everyone's yeah, like, if you have not seen guy? this movie, yeah. If you have not seen this movie, you have to. Because I didn't see it in theaters. I heard I didn't good things, but I just never got around to it. And I, I remember, I remember one night I got off, I got off work at Chick-fil-A and I just rented it uh, on pay-per-view. And I watched it at like 11 o'clock and I was just like, my jaw was like on the floor the whole time. I'm like, how have I never seen this movie? Yeah, one of my like, friends told me about it who had seen it in the theater, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll I'll give that a shot. And it's like, wow. I mean, this is this is. I mean, I know this is your favorite yeah. movie of all time, and this is my this is my, in my oh, top yeah. five favorite movies of all time. I mean, it's it's perfect. It's perfect. That good. All right. Yeah. If if you think it's a fighting movie, it's not. It's so much more. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Moving on. 2012. For me, Big it, it has to be, has to be the Avengers. The Avengers was the perfect superhero movie. It was the first time we had seen a universe combined, and it just knocked it out of the park and could not have been done yeah. any better. It is outstanding. Still one of the best superhero movies, and just you know they continue to come out. We continue to see more and more, and you know we continue to see really good ones. Yeah. But the first one is still phenomenal, and that was my favorite movie of 2012. I can't argue with that. You, like, it, it can't be taken for uh, for granted because, like, even rewatching it, some stuff looks dated. But like, you, you cannot ignore how big it was when it came out, and still how important it is. It forever changed Hollywood. Yeah, I'll never forget seeing that in theaters, seeing that for the first time. No, uh, is oh, that yeah. your that is that yours too? Um, or you got some else? No, it, it, I was torn. It, it was just a tough one. I, I was torn between this. Um, I love The Dark Knight Rises. I know it's not the best yeah. movie that year, but I, I enjoyed still seeing loved it. it in theaters. I do enjoy that. I did enjoy that a lot. But. Oh yeah, so we we've talked about that. But um, mm -hmm. no, for me, um, I rewatched this not too long ago, and I am actually picking a Zero Dark Thirty. Okay. I I rewatched it, and I forget just how good it is. It's it's a long movie, but you do not feel it, and I just love how. The whole movie, you're with Maya, you're feeling the weight of like the actual manhunt, and you're feeling all the pressure and the stakes. And then when you finally get to the end, and like it completely just switches from her point of view to the seals, and it's the night raid, which is a, such a great scene. It's like it's so worth it. Like you feel the weight, um, and like I, I just love her character. I love um, um, Je Jessica Chastain, and 
Uh, Freaking Catherine Bigelow just destroyed it with this movie. Yeah, that's a movie I've only seen one time. I saw it when it came out, and I haven't seen it since then. It's one I've been meaning to rewatch for over a year, but I just haven't. I just have not rewatched it yet. But I have been meaning to, because I remember. I mean, I loved it. I I loved it when I saw it. Um, It's great back when it came out. So I, I definitely need to see that one again. All right, now we go to one of the worst years for movies. Oh God. 2013, not a ton of things to pick that year. Um, no. So for me, I went with uh, Catching Fire. That was my favorite movie of 2013. Okay. I, I love the Hunger Games books. I love the Hunger Games movies. I will always love them, no matter how juvenile they are. And uh, this is the best movie out of out of for all sure. of them. So it's the only uh, one I liked. Yeah. So that was my uh, that was my favorite movie of 2013, with kind of slim pickings there. Yeah, that, that's not a bad choice for that year. Originally, I was going to pick Rush, uh, but I kind of cheated with this one. <laughs> I'm picking uh, Lone Survivor, which technically came out in 2013, even though everybody saw it in 2014. No, we're doing uh, 2013. Yeah, I know. And, and it technically came out in 2013, if you look oh. at it. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm doing that. Cheater. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> I know. Because, gotcha. yeah, it's like, that's the only other way. Because, yeah, I would pick Rush, but. Oh, like, you, you picked the uh, film festival release. Right, right. <laughs> but no, Lone Survivor is incredible. Um, well, yeah, I knew about. I would have picked that if we had done that. that <laughs> okay, way. at least we have something movie. different. Yeah, that's um, true. I, I knew about the story like a decade before the movie. My dad uh, knew about the story as soon as it got declassified. He's like, "No, read this book." He's like, "I've never heard anything <laughs> like this." And you read a book, and you're like, "Oh my god, how has this not been a movie?" And then luckily, Peter Berg was finally able to make the movie after having to make freaking battle uh, battleship. Yeah. And uh, it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's one of the best war movies ever, but definitely of the 21st century. It is. It, no, it's fantastic. So back-to-back war movies for Ian. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now it's time to move to 2014. 2014 is a really good year. It's a really good year for movies. It was not a hard one for me to pick. There's a bunch of oh. movies that I absolutely love. I mean, John Wick. I mean, you got, you got a ton of great yep. movies, 2014. But definitely has to go one of my top ten favorite movies of all time, Kingsman. The Secret Service, that is a movie, there's only been a few movies, like I'm pretty good with knowing if I'm going to like a movie or not, at least to some level before it comes out, mm-hmm. there's been a couple where I've been totally wrong with, one was The Martian, and another one is Kingsman, I had zero interest in seeing Kingsman, there had been trailers for like over a year, it got delayed, it got pushed back, it was supposed to come out in 2013, and then, uh, no, you know what? This movie actually, never mind. Never mind. Oops. This movie actually came out in 2015. So I guess I'm actually cheating too. Yeah, this movie yeah. actually came out in February of 2015, but I it was supposed care. to come out in 2014. And I think it did at a limited basis or whatever. It's, it's listed as being from 2014. I knew, I knew I was yeah, confused just, with that. Just go off your list. Yeah. But anyway, so it was. But it was delayed, pushed back, and I, I didn't like. I thought that the trailers were horrible, oh, and true. so I didn't have any interest in this. And I was working in a movie theater, and just happened, you know, we go in and clean stuff and do different things from time to time. So we go in when movies are playing a lot. And I remember I came in during the scene at the end when he's basically running the gauntlet through all those uh, guards at the end yeah. in that Arctic base. And I was watching how this action was filmed, and I was like, I haven't seen this in decades yeah. i haven't seen action film like this it was awesome so i went back saw the movie and then i watched it like seven or eight times in the movie <laughs> theater because i would just get off work and just go see the last showing like just 
you know, day in and day out because it, it never got old, never got bored with it. It's such a fun movie. It and is. much like John Wick, the world building it does is outstanding. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting. All the characters are great. The acting is great. Mark Strong is one of my favorite characters in this movie. And it was, I mean, you get a weird Samuel Jackson where you're, you're watching, you're like, this is so stupid. And then by like the third time, you're like, this is great. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Colin, uh, Colin Firth is great. amazing as well. It, it's just an outstanding movie. And it's one of yeah. my favorites of all time. No, I, I totally agree. That's a movie I can watch like any time of day. Um, it, oh, yeah. So you can watch fun. that whenever. It's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, this is a tough year. I mean, I wanted to pick Interstellar. I wanted to pick Whiplash. Man. I wanted to Man. I wanted to pick uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians game. was up there, too. That's for sure. Yeah. But for me, this is an easy choice. I got to go with one of my all-time top 10 movies as well, Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, for me, that's this fair. Is a, that was my second. Similar, yeah, this is a similar one for me where I actually... I wasn't that excited because I didn't like the first Captain America, even though he's he was always one of my favorite Avengers growing up. Like none of the trailers really blew me away, but I remember it came out like in April or I think like early May, and um like I was in Chicago and you know I was sick of winter. I hadn't really seen anything for months, so I was like, no, I just want to see a movie in theaters. And I went and saw it, and I was like, holy crap! Like this is like <laughs> maybe the best Marvel movie yet. Yeah, because like it just completely upped the ante. It, it took a character that up until then was really kind of irrelevant and just really kind of struggling to you know really resonate with people like in Avengers he didn't really have a whole lot to do right he was upstaged by Iron Man constantly and this movie is like no he's relevant he's important and he's awesome and uh <laughs> like uh, the Russo brothers purposely made it to be like foolproof from uh from cinema sins and it really is because like yeah. the pacing for this movie is perfect like uh, it, it does not waste a scene it does not waste a minute every character is great the action is phenomenal and thank God, you know, the Russo brothers came on board after this one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, solid yeah. pick. All right, moving on, 2015. This one was easy as well. One of my favorite movies, movie that I was apprehensive about. I was I was excited about it, but I was also apprehensive about it because it's a franchise that I love, and I really didn't want it ruined with them dipping back into it. But good gosh, no. I couldn't have been farther from the truth. Creed is one of the best sports movies ever sure and it is it, it is one of the best movies in the entire rocky franchise which has tons so many great movies in it this one blew every it blew me completely away was way better than i ever even could have thought and is outstanding michael b jordan a guy who i did not really like before this movie and the couple of things that i'd seen him in just kills it Sylvester Stallone gives his best Rocky performance since the first Rocky movie. Probably his best acting performance since the first Rocky movie. Should have totally gotten an Oscar for this. Yep. And it's it's a perfect movie. This this is a perfect movie, perfect sports movie, perfect underdog movie, and it's one I could watch anytime, and it's just great. Yeah, that's that's a great choice. Again, a tough year. For me, I could have picked um that, the witch, Rogue Nation, the Martian. A lot of good stuff, but for me, this was easy as well. I gotta go with Sicario. I just love this movie. Like, I mean, as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, "Yeah, uh, I'm down." Because I knew the director Denis Villeneuve a little bit from uh, Prisoners, uh, which is a great movie I'd seen. But he'd done like one other movie before that. Uh, but man, this movie is written by Taylor Sheridan, who did like Wind River and uh, a bunch Wind of River's other good. Great movie. Yeah, that we'll get to that later. 
Um, and then, of course, the cinematography by freaking Roger Deakins. I mean, every movie he makes is beautiful. Like, I don't care what the movie is about. I will go see if he does cinematography for it. And then the score by freaking the late and great Johan Johansson, who died right after the movie came out, is so immersive and so memorable. The action in this movie, even though it may be sparse when it does happen, like the border scene or the night vision scene. Oh, my God. It is so good. Um it's not a movie for everybody. It's a tough watch. It's, yeah. it's brutal. It can be a little slow from for some people, but I I just love it. One of my favorite Benicio del Toro performances ever. Yeah, it's one I definitely don't like as much as several other people that I know. Um, I thought it was fine, but it but it's not up there on the top ones. I probably should watch it again. But you should. It's great. All right, solid picks. Now moving on. This is another easy one. Uh, we have the same one. Twenty sixteen. I don't know what I I don't know what you have. I don't know if you made okay. a list on Letterboxd or not, but I didn't. I did. I didn't. Yeah. Okay, I didn't look at it. Uh, but 2016. How can you not pick Civil War? Yep, that's why I got. <laughs> like, how can you not pick Civil War? It's arguably Again. the best Marvel movie. Um, it might be. Yeah. My my and now my favorite is still Iron Man, but sure. Civil War was the first Marvel movie that ever I that that I was ever like okay I might have a different favorite even when the Avengers came out it was oh, like yeah. that that's amazing Iron Man's still at the top Winter Soldier was the same all that's so that's amazing Iron Man's still just right up there at the top but Civil War came out and it was like okay I might have th- there might be a new number one movie yeah and for a while I thought it was later no put Iron Man back up at the top. But sure. Civil War is outstanding. It's done so so well. The villain to me is a little weak. That's uh, I don't mind. that that's usually the the weak part in any Marvel movies. But ultimately, that's not really the point, right? Because everything else is just so perfect, and it's the only time in all of Marvel, uh, in all of MCU, where we get a really really awesome Spider-Man portrayal that oh, yeah. to this day still gets me excited. And then I get sad afterwards realizing what they did with it. But we still will have at least this movie with Tom Holland playing a fantastic Spider-Man and Peter Parker. So Civil War, yeah. outstanding. It's my pick as well. This movie, is, like, it lived up to all the hype because, of course, there's a lot of hype behind this movie. You know, obviously how big it is. You know, people know Civil War. Uh, it came out at the perfect time right after freaking BVS disappointed everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, this is how you do it. And uh, talk about definitely, I think maybe the most like emotionally impactful Marvel movie ever, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, because be. I mean, uh, Iron Man's just perfect in this movie because he had kind of gone down a little bit with like Iron Man three. Yeah, Iron like, Man three was horrible. So, and even yeah. Age of Ultron, he's like kind of like he's never like serious in that movie. He's always like joking, kind of mm-hmm. a, a a dick. But this movie really like grounded him and made him sympathetic to the point where like yeah, you're actually torn between him and Cap. And again, yeah. Cap just becomes to me like cap almost became like the fan favorite character in this movie yeah. uh but then you have freaking black panther with an awesome oh, entrance so good yes almost yes, stole yes. a show i mean some of the best action without doubt in the whole mcu i mean oh my god so in that final fight like oh man the, the score like finally you actually notice a, a marvel score other than alan silvestri um mm-hmm. it's so good yeah fantastic film yeah all right, moving to 2017. I cheated. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't pick one. Couldn't uh, pick go one. ahead. Now there were several of these. There was a few times. My first draft of this list, I had I think three years where I had at least two movies in them, because I was like, this I just I can't pick. But I was able to to whittle down a couple of them. But this year I I couldn't I couldn't whittle down to just one. 
2017 had a lot of great move, good movies that year. This is the hardest year. It's very, mm-hmm. very hard. But for me, and, and I couldn't. I, it's so hard I couldn't come up with just one. There's two for me, and it is Baby Driver and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Wow. Those are my two favorite movies from this year. Baby Driver was a movie I was excited about, and I definitely wanted to go see. So I went to go see it. I was in California at the time that summer. And then I got to watch this movie that was shot in and set in Atlanta, which is oh, cool. so rare. I mean, everything's shot in Atlanta, but stuff but that, is rarely yeah, set, set in Atlanta. <laughs> and it was set in Atlanta, and getting to watch a movie set in Atlanta while in California was awesome. This is some of the best driving. We talked about Ford versus Ferrari. This is some of the best driving that's ever been shot in a movie. And it's just awesome. All the part, all the characters in this are great. Ansel Elgort's fantastic lead. Uh, the girl, I always forget her name, from Cinder- Cinderella. Oh, yeah. She's, but she's she's really good in this movie. Kevin Spacey, eh, he's, you know, he's, he's kind of gone now. But he's he's great in this movie. <laughs> sure. Um, another great, great performance. John Hamm. Great. Uh, is a little they definitely make him a little over the top at the end of this movie, but still fantastic performance. I don't remember what the other girl was. The, uh, the his, his girlfriend. Yeah, I don't remember what her yeah. name was, but she's great. Um, the only the only flaw the only reason why this movie isn't a five star movie is because Jamie Fox. He's the only one that's not a five star. He's the only flaw in this movie. It's a really stupid character, and and he's only there to facilitate a couple of different action scenes because of his stupidity. Which is kind of a shame, but the scenes are amazing. This is the best movie set to music, probably that's ever been made. Like every action scene is specifically choreographed, every note of the song that's playing, and it's done so masterfully by Edgar Wright. And um, I I have so much fun watching this movie. And then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two came out. I really liked it. Didn't think it was as good as the first one. And each and every time I've watched it since then, so I have liked good. that movie more and more and more each and every time to where now it's one of my all-time favorite superhero movies. And it is so much fun to watch. And I like it better than the first one. Mm-hmm. And I could watch it over and over and over. I I, I never get sick of that movie anymore. It's so yeah. visually different. Oh, it's yeah. so tonally different. Yeah. It hits so many different emotions in one oh, movie. Oh, my God, yeah. This is it definitely is, the most emotional, yeah. It, this is probably the most impressive as far as filmmaking goes, Marvel movie we've had probably since Iron Man yeah. as just being totally a director's vision of a movie yeah. and, but still fitting in that MCU world. Like James oh, Gunn navigates that so well. And this movie's so impressive and I love it. So those are my two for this year. No, I mean, uh, damn, I, no, I wish I had picked two. Cause yeah, this was the hardest year for me. Uh, I, I'm impressed the, you were able to pick one. <laughs> I know because like there, there were like really four that stood out to me. The one I picked, Dunkirk, um, always game. If I had to pick two, that's another been, one I need to rewatch. Uh, Dunkirk. Yeah. Yeah, that's I love Dunkirk. Obviously, a huge Nolan fan. But yeah, always game would be my second choice. But my first choice is got to be Wind River. Uh, this that's was a fa- uh, yeah, that was up there for me. Yeah, this was uh, written by Taylor Sheridan and actually directed by him. Um, and it's so good. I mean, it, it's my favorite Jeremy Renner performance ever. I mean, he's just yeah, so yeah. good in it. He's a great character. He's like basically like a classic Western character that you really don't see anymore, but in a modern setting. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is great in it, too. It's a sad movie. Uh, it's it's hard to watch at times, but my God, like, talk about such a satisfying revenge ending. Like, I hate it 
one of my biggest movie cliches is like, you know, when the bad guy does something terrible and the good guy finally has him and they either just like put him in jail or like, yeah. you know, I mean, Batman gets a pass, but every other character is like, I hate it when they're like, I'd rather see you in jail or like, I'm not the bad guy. It's like, no, kill him. It's like, but like, you've killed every other character leading exactly. up to him. You, Why would you, you stop? That. Yeah, exactly. But this movie like, d- like completely does the opposite where it is like the most fitting and perfect justice for the bad guy ever. And Jeremy yeah. Renner just kills it. Uh, a great haunting score, really great visuals. Um, and then ending that, oh man, it just punches you right in the gut. Cinematography is so fantastic. Beautiful. Set yeah. out there in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming, very close Wyoming, to where yeah. I was living out in South Dakota. That way, right, yeah. Very similar landscape, very similar type of people, everything like that. So I could I could definitely identify with that movie more. I could identify that with that movie a lot more after after living out there. Than yeah, more than you want before. to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, this, that's for but sure. yeah, this this cemented Taylor Sheridan is like a guy that I will see anything he's related to yeah all right now we go to another bad movie year in 2018 yeah. um not a whole lot of great ones to choose from so for me just kind of by default goes with the action standout mission impossible fallout that's a good one it's not even my favorite mission impossible movie my, my favorite one is from 2014 with uh Same. ghost protocol but ghost protocol. <laughs> we had kingsman that year so that couldn't go there so exactly went with uh went with this one uh for this i like i like fallout better than rogue nation um, yeah, I agree. And there's nothing really much to say about it. I mean, the, the, these guys freaking kill it every time. They're yeah, perfect. They're they're perfect action movies mixed with the right amount of story and the right amount of emotion, the right amount of acting to keep the action and everything going. Awesome set pieces, probably the best set pieces we've seen in any action movies ever. And yeah. it's just so much fun. You can watch it anytime. Henry Cavill comes in and is an awesome kind of foil awesome. to tom cruise is ethan hunt great dynamic and it's awesome and yeah. and, and a very oh. emotional and powerful ending as well yeah, it's a very good ending yeah no um yeah they can literally make 10 more of these and if they're just as good as these i'll, I'll still watch them yeah, like they're, they're so good I don't, I don't want them to end i'm never gonna um, get sick of those same with the john wick movies which i'm really disappointed yeah. i haven't been able to put a john wick movie on this list because i love them ah. so much but I know they just come out in bad years. They come out in, or, or by that they come out in good years. Yeah, competitive with, uh, years with yeah. a lot of other movies, unfortunately. Yeah, but, no, uh, for yeah, me, uh, John Wick and Mission Impossible they're they're the they're the uh, the the mainstays of action movies for for this oh, yeah, generation they're, they're for the, sure. They're the gold standard nowadays, yeah, for sure. Uh, no, for me, I, I think my choice is probably the only other choice people would have for this year. Uh, I'm of course picking Infinity War. To me, it was. Mm-hmm. Everything I hoped it would be, wished it would be. I mean, talk about, I mean, it is the Empire Strikes Back of our generation. I mean, it's not the same in terms of like, you know, quality, but in terms of like impact and just like, you know, how much people, I mean, every time you talk about the snap or like, you know, something becoming dust, everybody thinks of Infinity War. And just again, like people up until then said Marvel had no balls and they wouldn't do anything risky. Well, how about freaking killing half your (laughs) cast, even though, of course, they come back. Right. But still just having the villain completely win in the end like not even the good guys like have a victory of their own but they don't stop the villain no the villain wins they all lose right um i mean there's so many awesome moments i mean just freaking thor coming down on what uh into wakanda is almost as badass as when he you know because lightning powers and ragnarok that is um, awesome my, my favorite moment hands down is like just the end where uh where wanda is having to destroy vision and the avengers are just trying to hold off thanos but they can't and freaking cap is like just the last one standing 
giving everything he has. Like we were just holding the gauntlet with his bare hands. Like, oh, I get I get goosebumps every time that happens. But no, it's it's so good. This is a it's a long movie, but I could watch it anytime. Yeah. Definitely definitely a solid pick for sure. All right, now we come to the last year, 2019, the year we're in. Um, obviously, we're not quite done with uh, so, movies, although I, I don't really there, – there's nothing else that's coming out this year that, that's going to be a number one movie for me of this year, so don't yeah, really have to the, worry the about only, that. The only, thing that the, the only thing that could be a question for me is 1917. Yeah, but, but that even doesn't then, come I, out till J- January. There's a limited – re- Christmas. No, it's a limited release, though, so I don't know if it'll even be <sighs> at all of these theaters. The actual release oh, is, so is January 10th. Damn it. So, right, never mind. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to see if one's even showing – in this area, I'm not actually sure, but I'm sure, I'm sure not. I, know, yeah. I hope so. Um, so I don't want to wait any longer to see that movie. But, I know. Yeah, but if that one does, then that one would be potentially, yeah, for sure. But that that's really the only one. So uh, this one was tough. Uh, this one was tough. There was two that I was going back and forth with, and now I would almost add three after Ford vs Ferrari came out. Sure, sure. But that was a close one. I, I had to juggle these two. This was one of the years I had two. I was cheating with two, but I but I was able. I Ow. I finally was able to to knock it down to one. As amazing as Avengers Endgame was, and is still probably one of my best theater experiences ever. So oh, easily three, three or four, three or four times in a theater, and one of the times, like the fourth time, was in like one of the crappy theaters in Aberdeen with bad sound and bad like a torn like a not good screen and stuff and it didn't even matter at the end freaking avengers assemble still goosebumps and tears (laughs) even the fourth time doesn't even matter so as amazing as that was my favorite movie of this year has been once upon a time in hollywood once upon a time in hollywood wow is outstanding i love that it movie is. so much that is one that's a movie up there with like kingsman and and baby driver some of these some other these movies where it's like it's just so much fun from start to finish it is just such a fun ride to go on it's fun to look at the characters are fun to be with um actors are having fun i i enjoyed every second of this movie even though it is really really long I enjoyed a bit too. The, the, yeah, yeah, I could see that, but but it, no, it, like I don't want. I'm fine with it. Like I wouldn't want it cut down. I like the yeah, extra yeah, yeah. extended driving scenes. Like it's just so fun to look at this totally real world that was recreated is outstanding. And I am not the biggest Tarantino fan. I respect Tarantino plenty, and I like some of his movies. But this is by far my favorite Tarantino movie now, and I have just been dying for this movie to come out on Blu-ray. It's out now on digital, but it doesn't come out on Blu-ray until right. next week. And That's all that matters. Yeah. I cannot wait. I have never been more excited for behind-the-scenes features on a Blu-ray, probably oh, ever. Yeah. I can't wait to see all the making-ofs about this movie, because I bet it is just yeah. fascinating to watch. Brad Pitt is one of the all in this movie. Cliff Booth is one of the all time greatest movie characters ever. Like just a total <laughs> Superman, like male fantasy yeah. character that is just ev- what yep. every single one just wishes they were. And it is, I, I, I love this movie. So it, it, it somehow just barely edges out in game as my favorite movie of 2019. I, I totally get that to me. It'd be like, right. 
right there by the number two um mm-hmm. to me like the, the reason i love that movie is because i would say it's the first tarantino movie i think that actually has heart um, yeah. all those other movies are great but this one actually has a heart and it's so unexpected and i love how like you know again it's not the, the sharon tate murder really towards the end it's like oh well it's tarantino so of course it's gonna be bloody and violent but i love how he actually subverts expectations in a good way and you don't have to see sharon tate be killed and so right. you get a nice happy ending it's like oh that's a perfect like juxtaposition of, like a typical tarantino movie and so that's why, again, like why I talk about the heart, especially with Leonardo DiCaprio and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I love it too. But um, yeah, I didn't even mention. I, I should. I he's worth even. Probably, yeah, I, yeah. I needed to mention him by name. Leonardo knows. DiCaprio. Th- this is probably my favorite DiCaprio performance, other than The Departed. Um, yeah, this is. Yeah, to me, it's like this: The Departed and Blood Diamond, probably. Yeah. The uh, Blood Diamond, I didn't like that much, but. Um, no. The Departed to me is just all time greatest DiCaprio performance, and I don't really think people can argue. People that say Wolf of Wall Street are wrong. Nah, no. Um, and uh, like The Revenant's a great performance and stuff. No, but no. Yes, it is. It definitely it, it, is. It's, it's, um, yeah. But this one, it's just such a great character. Everything he does is so much fun. Like he's such an idiot, and. But yet, but yet, it's still a believable character. They don't, even though the characters are kind of dumb, they don't. They they still act logically most of the time. I don't know. Like it's just they're such well written characters, and yeah. the buddy dynamic of uh of um I blanked on the character's name Rick Cliff Dalton and, uh, of Rick yeah, Dalton Rick, and, oh. and Cliff Booth is is one of the best I've ever seen in a movie. You see it in TV shows; it's done pretty well. But I haven't seen other than in like maybe, you know, obviously there's a lot of buddy cop movies that that do something like that. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm trying to think of another movie with a better like buddy dynamic than these two have in this movie, because yeah. there's not many if there are. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Um, anyway, yeah, again, talk, I, talk, let's talk, talk more about yeah. Endgame, Ian. Yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, to me, this is easily, without a doubt, my favorite. Is it the best of the year? No. Is it the best Marvel movie? No. But to me, like, uh, just like Infinity War, all the hype I had for this movie was ex- was met and also exceeded expectations. Yep. Uh, I hate how it's become popular to hate on this movie now. Um, I don't get that at all. I guess because, I you know, it's the highest grossing movie of all time. It's gonna. Um, and, of course, you know, you've all, you always have the people who get excited in the theater and then next week they call it overrated. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. But to me, like, yeah, you can poke holes in the, the time travel, of course. Although how anyone even knows how time travel actually works is like, oh, I guess you're an expert in something that doesn't exist, but fine. Right. That was um, the whole point of the movie. They poked yes. holes in it themselves. <laughs> yeah, it, it's great. It's like, again, you can believe the whole Infinity Gauntlets and stuff like that, but you can't believe that this time right. travel. But You're telling yeah, me but, Back to the Future is a bunch of bullshit <laughs> exactly but no to me like what what makes this what makes this movie perfect is that it gives me the ending that i i wanted and i didn't yep. even know I, I i would get i mean the, yep. the perfect ending for both iron man and cap and then of course the easily the most epic scene in theaters i have ever seen i agree with avengers endgame i mean uh avengers assemble it, it is i mean that is easily the best theater experience i've ever had I, i've had yep. some great ones fellowship Opening night when I was a kid, that was my birth, like my first, you know, movie that really made me fell in love with them. But you know, Dark Knight Rises was great, but no, this this was easily easy, 
easily the coolest uh, theater experience ever. And um, no, I will never not love this movie, and I will not take any any criticism of it. I agree, totally agree. Um, yeah, just yeah. Uh, like I said before, no matter how many times I see the it, perf- I'm always going to get chills and tears oh, at yeah. Avengers Assemble, and always going to get chills and tears at I Am Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Always going to get chills and tears at your dad like cheeseburgers. Yeah. Um, every time, like without a de- without fail, those three scenes will get me, and I don't see that ever changing. No, uh, this was a perfect ending for the MCU. Everything after this, I don't care about. To me, the yeah, MCU yeah. ended perfectly with this. It's like I, I do want to see Guardians three and some other stuff, but this was a true ending that we needed. I agree. Totally All right. agree. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. A nice detour into the top, our uh, favorite movie of each decade. So, or uh, each uh, year in the decade. Now, uh, coming on, maybe in the next few weeks, uh, how about we do, we can do another one. We can do our top all-time favorite movies of this oh. decade. So, okay. uh, may- maybe that'll be the next thing that we do on one of the next shows. Wait, all-time favorite? Like the decade? Yeah, for this decade. Like, not per year, just all of them. What are our top ten of every movie that's come out? Oh, so we do like multiple of the year, like like ones that we couldn't pick. Okay. No, 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 no. Like this of the of the decade. Right. Top ten. Total. This was my top ten. Yeah, this was the top ten for each year. I mean, just like total, so you can like it doesn't. We don't have to be confined to just one per year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of mine are gonna be pretty much the same, but okay. Well, I guess. I mean, I know some of mine might be different. Yeah, there's a I don't couple. Know. Yeah. I don't know if mine will be different. I need to go through and, and uh, go through it again. But I know okay. there's some that I wish I could put on here, but just, there was too many for some years. Oh yeah, yeah, we totally do that. All right, so we'll we'll maybe we'll maybe work on that and see what we can do about that. All right, yeah. time to move on to movie swap. We each watched a uh, a movie that the other one picked, and I watched The Last of the Mohicans, and Ian watched. Dumb and Dumber. I'm going to start because... Yeah, I'm disappointed. I, I'm starting because Last Mohicans, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't love I didn't love it, I guess, but I did, I did really enjoy it. It's not as I imagined it would be, thinking of it in Boston. Frontier is the only land available to people. Out here, they're beholden to none. As a new land was being carved out of an untamed frontier. Just dropped in to see how you boys is doing. One man, defiantly courageous, stood his ground. I thought all our colonial scouts were in the militia. I ain't your scout. You sure ain't no damn militia. One woman, fiercely independent, followed her spirit. My father warned me about people like you. He said, do not try to understand them. Do not try to make them understand you. Thank you so much. They shared an adventure. It was a war party. That means they're going to be attacking up and down the frontier. That took them from the edge of the wilderness. He saved us. We were alive only because of him. Are those the actions of a criminal? And into each other's hearts. Why didn't you leave when you had the chance? Because what I'm interested in is right here. You've done everything you can do! Save yourself! Stay alive, no matter what occurs! I will find you! No matter how long it takes, no matter how far! 
Academy Award winner Daniel Day-Lewis, Madeline Stowe, the last of the Mohicans. The everything, the settings, the the cinematography, all that stuff, outstanding, absolutely outstanding. This is a beautiful yeah. movie to watch. It is beautiful. Um, do you know where it was filmed? I don't know where it was filmed. Uh, I want to say, uh, in Virginia. But wherever it was beautiful landscapes they do such a good job with the set design the production design all that stuff so so well done yeah it's beautiful uh daniel day lewis is great it's kind of it's a very it throws me not, off that that's daniel usual day lewis. Like, i know you I'm don't like i'm not used to seeing him as like a normal leading action man, yeah like role yeah so that's kind of weird but he's still great um that's still a, a fantastic character um, Hawkeye, yeah. um, uh, Nathaniel Poe in this, um, and, uh, uh, but, but that's, that, that's, that's the one thing with this movie. I didn't care about any of the characters. Oh. It, it doesn't really develop any characters throughout the movie other than him. It's like him and then his relationship with Cora. Yeah. And then, I mean, you see plenty of other people, you know, his dad and brother. Yeah. And that's then, good. Yeah. He's awesome. And then the other, yeah, he is. And then the uh, the the younger sister, and then the uh, the the major. Yeah, he gets a little development. He kind of has a little character. Yeah, arc, he's but... kind of the only other one that gets yeah. any sort of development. And then the other characters, you don't really get to spend any time with them. It just kind of goes straight through. So then by the big ending, characters are dying, and I'm just like, I I never even got to see the sister speak. So it's like uh, I yeah, don't. Yeah, the sister has really nothing, but yeah. I, or even his brother, like I, yeah, I didn't the youngest, get to yeah. see, and those are the two that die, and I'm like, I didn't, I didn't get to know these guys like at all. So yeah. that 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 was kind of my biggest, I would say probably my biggest issue with the movie, is just, I mean, maybe the film could be a little bit longer, which I yeah. never say with movies. All oh, right, especially nowadays. But I feel like it could have been a little longer, and we could have had a few more just just dialogue scenes with some of these other characters that we're supposed to really feel like we're with to add a little bit more of an impact. But, um, the main character, everything he does is great. Uh, the, the choreography I thought was really well done with the reenactment fights. I was also thrown off with this movie being rated R because why is it rated R? Yeah. I mean, there's There's not a single thing in this movie, like for it to be rated R. No, I mean the the one you know the father gets his heart cut out, but you don't see it you get don't cut see out. That you don't yeah. see the guy get burned. You don't see a guy get stabbed. You don't see a guy's throats get slit. Like you, everything is done off frame. Yeah, it's very tame. It is very strange seeing this as a rated R. And to be honest, it almost kind of reminded me of like Braveheart. Sure. But even Braveheart shows way more than this movie oh, no, does. No, Braveheart definitely deserved the R rating. Um, yeah, this. But it's just like. So I, I, I was thrown, I was thrown off because I saw the movies rated R, and then as I watched, I was like, they cut away and hide all the violence. Yeah, like, and is that, this movie really rated R? And, and it just kept, it kept sticking out. Like I don't, that doesn't bother me. I don't yeah, need yeah. a movie to do that. But like when it's way. when it's rated R, it it constantly threw me off every time there was a, like violence on screen. It was like, oh, see, that's funny that because. It? Because um, I watched Lincoln, and Lincoln was PG thirteen, but I was like, as watching, it, I'm like, this has to be rated R. Because there's a scene where like 
literally they show Battlefield and it's these guys dumping nothing but severed legs into a pit, and then they're walking <laughs> to Battlefield, and literally the guy has a hole blown through his like abdomen. Yeah, it shows all his guts. I'm like, how is this not rated R? Yeah, but that was PG thirteen. Yeah, so that that was kind of I guess just different time period with this being what nineteen ninety. But they, yeah, they used to be more lenient. That's the weird part. Yeah, yeah, it was it was no ninety two, ninety two, ninety two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I it threw me. I also didn't realize it was just a it was a love story movie. Oh yeah. So that kind of threw me off. Pretty much. I just I didn't okay. I didn't I didn't read a bunch about it before watching it. I just kind of watched it. Right. Yeah, you don't um, expect that from the title too. So that kind of threw me off. Although I think it was done fine. I thought it was done well. I liked both oh, yeah. of them. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, no, I liked this movie. But okay. it, like, it's definitely nowhere near either uh, Heat or Collateral for me as far as no. Michael Mann movies go. Yeah, no, no I mean, that's how can you live with the Heat? But but, uh, uh, but definitely a good movie. Definitely one worth watching for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, they actually filmed it in uh, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, uh, see, that makes sense. I yeah, can Blue see Ridge. it in North Carolina. Yeah, beautiful. Because it's it's um, so beautiful. To, if if nothing else, this movie's worth it just for looking. Just the ending with them on the side of that cliff is yeah, just the, beautiful I, to watch. And I love the score from that yes, scene. Yes, it is. It uh, is. So good. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a movie I love. Um, <laughs> now now we get to talk about a less sophisticated movie. All right. So uh, just a couple final things with this movie. Oh. Came out in 1992. Uh, it has a 3.6 on Letterboxd. Has a 7.7 on IMDb. It has a 95% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and 88% um, user rating. This movie was made for about $40 million and it grossed a little over $75 million total in 1992. So just a few little stat things with that movie. All right. Now, moving on to a very similar movie. (laughs) Yeah. The all-time Oscar Oscar classic, Dumb and Dumber. What are we gonna do? I got an idea. Go faster! Dumb, a person lacking mental power. What's her last name? I'll look it up. Starts with an S. S- Swappy. No. Swap. Swappy. Nah. Maybe it's on the briefcase. Look on the. Oh yeah! It's right here. Samsonite. I was way off. Idiot. An adult mentally inferior to a child of three. Skis, huh? That's right. The years? Uh huh. Both of them? Yeah. Cool. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? If they each had half a brain, they'd still only have half a brain. Oh, look, Frost. Hold Jim Carrey. Hold that plane! Sir, you can't go in there. It's okay. I'm the limo driver. Jeff Daniels. Oh, geez, look at the butt on that. Yeah. He must work out. Dumb and dumber. (laughs) For these guys, every day is a (laughs) no-brainer.
starring Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. Ian, I, I'm dying to hear what <laughs> t- how you possibly got through this movie. Well, this is easily the dumbest movie I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> and that's by design. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how you describe a movie like this. Like, it's a movie you couldn't make today for many reasons. One, you know, politically and socially, all that dumb stuff. But two, just like, how do you how do you find two actors and, like, write two characters this way where, I mean, like, you don't know what they are. Like, they're not... They're, I mean, they're obviously dumb. That's the whole point. But like, they're not, you know, they're not like mentally handicapped. They're not like on the spectrum, as far as we know. As far like, as we I know. Just, as far as we know. But my God, it. I mean, it's literally like two characters, like basically just written for. Well, definitely written for Jim Carrey. But then that's the weird part is that Jeff Daniels, an actor who you like nowadays only does like dramatic stuff. He's great. He before only did dramatic stuff. Yeah. He never yeah, did right. any comedy role before. <laughs> and, and like just totally fits all that weird thing because uh, I watched on Amazon and it has like you know the trivia and stuff mm-hmm. um, apparently Rob Lowe was considered for his role at one point interesting which I don't think would have worked because Rob, no. Rob, Rob Lowe's too good looking like that would have been yeah, weird I know uh, I agree with that that is interesting <laughs> oh my god <laughs> talk about like one of the most quotable movies this is, of all this time this is like in the top 10 most quotable movies ever <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I laughed out loud at, at, at quite a few parts. I think I think the one that got me the most, for whatever reason, is when, you know, Jim Carrey puts the laxatives in uh, Jeff Daniels' yeah. coffee, and, you know, and he just, like, craps his brains out on the toilet. <laughs> like, as it's happening, it just fades to Jim Carrey's face <laughs> on, the, on the moped with, like, the Wizard of Oz music. As, <laughs> the Wicked as Witch he, of the West. Yeah, yeah. As he's laughing maniacally, <laughs> it just cracked up when I, he's got the stupid bowl cut and the, yep. the chip tooth, and just my god, his facial expressions like throughout the movie, like they're just so good. I mean, like because I never, are... I, I never watched like uh, Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. um, so like you know, I, I didn't watch. I mean, and obviously I haven't seen this movie till now, so I didn't see a lot of like the really animated. Jim Carrey, other than you know, like Batman Forever, um, that people really know him for. So it's like, yeah, liar, liar. This, yeah, liar, I haven't seen that either. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so it was like finally seeing it. It's like I I know now why he's a, a comedic staple, um, right up there with you know Mike Myers from this time period. Because um, yeah, the, like that scene and the other scene that got me is at the very end. You know, when the husband comes back from being kidnapped and uh, and uh, whatever her name is, uh, Susan, I think. Uh, or, uh, no, um, Mary. It's Mary. Mary, yeah, uh, Swanson. Yeah, Mary Swanson. Um, she was like, I want you to be like the nicest and most gentle man I've ever known. And he just turns and <laughs> Jim Carrey just starts like shooting him. He's just like, die! <laughs> <laughs> and like his, again, his face is like, oh my God, I was just losing it. Um, oh, but then well, I think the funniest part though might be the very, very end when they're That's freaking, you know, they, they're completely, they've lost their car. They're walking back across the country in a freaking tour bus full of bikini models pulls over and they're like hey we need someone to follow us around and apply lotion to us and they're like are you kidding me they're like there's a town that is full of guys who would would love to take that opportunity and then they let the bus drives away and jim carrey's like do you have any idea what you've done <laughs> he flags down the bus he's like he's like okay hold on before you say what happens him running oh. after the bus is one of my favorite yeah. things ever his little run just They're like kills the Forrest me. Gump run, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Forrest Gump, like just arms, like mechanical, yeah, it's and it's so great. So, yeah. and, but he runs down, and you're like, oh, thank God, 
<laughs> he's like, you'll have to excuse my friend. The town is actually that way. <laughs> and you know, it just completely <laughs> embodies the whole title. And it's like, oh my god. And then they're, uh, then, again, they're, then they're walking away and, and uh, Jeff Dinn is like, man, two lucky guys are going to get, or uh, Jim Carrey's like, man, two lucky guys are going to get to follow those girls around for the next couple of months. When are we going <laughs> to catch our break? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just, again, you, you can't write that. I mean, like, it's just a little stuff when, like, you know, he's walking out of the bar and he sees a, the newspaper from the moon landing. He's like, huh. He's like, unbelievable. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, uh, just, for uh, me, by far, my favorite part of this movie, and there's so many favorite parts, but is when they're, they pick up the the assassin. Yeah, yeah. And they're driving him. <laughs> well, first they pull over, and the guy's like, oh, can you help me out? And he's like, I don't usually pick up hitchhikers, but I'm going to go with my instinct on this one. <laughs> Saddle up, partner. And then they, they start driving, and they just start touching each other, and it's like, yeah. you're it. It's like, you're it, quitsies. Anna quitsies, you're it. No, no, Anna quitsies, no startsies. And it's like, you can't do that. You can't do that. And they're just going back and forth between the guy who's sitting in between them. Oh he's like, God. guys, knock it off. And he's like, all right. And he's driving silence for a second. And Jim Carrey just looks at him and goes, hey, when you hear the most annoying sound in the world, and he's like, <laughs> and then right at the end, which a lot of people don't catch, right at the end, you hear Jeff Daniels yeah, join Jeff Daniels in. Too. Right at the end, and the guy goes, guys, <laughs> let's just listen to the radio. No, I mean, like, radio? Who needs a radio? And they just start oh my, singing. Oh my God, yeah. Mock. Oh, it's... Yeah. Ing, yeah. <laughs> and they're both off. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh. That part, another part is uh when they're like in that like jacuzzi in the oh, hotel yeah. and like <laughs> like uh Harry's talking about like the girl that he he had or something and he's like yeah she just kept going on and on about me not paying attention or something I don't know I wasn't listening like just <laughs> little lines like that are oh, so brilliant. so smart then at the end when he comes in to help save them or he comes in and sees them tied uh uh, Lloyd, Lloyd and yeah. Mary tied to the bed and Harry comes in and then the guy comes over and <laughs> that guy's there and he's like, all right. And then they start arguing over who's going to get shot first. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 kill. No, shoot me first. Don't shoot him. No, shoot me. He's like, no, come on, Lloyd. No, no, no. You got to shoot me first. Lloyd, look, I'm the one who stole your girl and took Mary out. We had a great time and she kissed me. All right, shoot him, like, shoot kill him, him. <laughs> kill him. And then he just shoots him and he's like, oh, you, you shot him. <laughs> and then he pops up, grabs a gun and Harry just starts blasting away and just completely just, missing. He like outlines him. <laughs> completely misses the guy. And then you just see him go stop and he's like, Lloyd, you're alive. Or Harry, you're alive and you're a horrible shot. And then the <laughs> FBI swarm in and they save the day. And then they're just like, you knew about this whole time? And he's like, yeah, they gave me this gun and this bulletproof vest. First thing Jim Carrey says, <laughs> what if they shot you in the face? <laughs> it's like, yeah, what if they shot me in the face? <laughs> and it's just like, yes, that's always what I think whenever people put on bulletproof yeah. vests. Oh, that, yeah, that, like... that is so quotable. Everything, oh, yeah. when they're driving to a, a, a Colorado and they're just freezing <laughs> on the, <Yeah. laughs> the, the thing, and then they get there and they they have nowhere to go because they can't find her name and they don't remember what it was. And so they're just in the park and they're freezing. And 
Jim Carrey's <laughs> just like, oh, I can't feel my hands, Lloyd. They're numb. And he goes, oh, well, here, why don't you wear this extra pair of gloves that I have? My hands are getting a little sweaty. Just <laughs> like, extra gloves? You've had extra gloves this whole time. It's like, yeah, we're in the Rockies. I'm going to kill you, Lloyd. And then they just start fighting. And then, <laughs> then Lloyd starts choking. Or Harry starts choking Lloyd. And he's just like, ah! Harry! And you think, oh, he's getting choked. And he's just like, your hands are freezing! <laughs> oh, man. It's just non-stop. Non-stop. It never yeah. lets up. And it, it is. It, it this does. is the pinnacle of dumb... Of a dumb comedy. And oh, th- yeah. I mean, this is the gold standard, and the title is perfect. No, and I mean, I... I, it, I it's, it's top five all-time funniest movies uh, in sure. my comedy list. And that's I, why I had to... I had to have you watch this thing. No, this was uh, like... On my, the top of my list for movies for you to watch, and I'd just been waiting for a while, and uh, finally it was like, no, nah, you got to watch this movie. No, I'm glad I did, because yeah, I haven't laughed at a movie like that in a while. <laughs> this movie uh, came out in 1994, directed by Peter Farrelly, um, 3.3 on Letterboxd, which is criminally low. Um, it has a 7.3 on IMDb. It has a 67% critic rating which is just ridiculous on rotten That's tomatoes and an 84 percent audience rating yeah. uh this movie was made for about 17 million dollars and it made over 247 million dollars worldwide wow. so yeah, you could say it was a success no kidding all right so now we've gone through that we're almost an hour and a half into the show sweet <laughs> haven't even talked about the main parts yeah whatever uh, this will probably be split into two-part episodes because of that. Oh, yeah. But anyway, That'll now we got to pick our next movies to watch, Ian. So uh, what would you like me to watch for next week? Well, uh, do you have your movie picked up? Because I'm, I'm struggling Okay, well, here. if you don't, I have one for you. And it, it has to be this. Because okay. tomorrow, when we're recording this, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Um, when you're listening to this, yesterday was Thanksgiving. But it's still close enough. So there's not there's a ton of Christmas movies, Ian. Not too many Thanksgiving yeah. movies, but there is one that you 100% have to see. And I know we, we went, uh, I, I normally like to mix things up with comedies and drama and stuff like that, but we're going back to the comedy realm. And I'm going to have you watch the Thanksgiving classic, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, with oh. John Candy and Steve Martin. Okay. Which is a brilliant comedy and has one of my favorite lines ever which is later in the movie when they're riding on a truck through the cold. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's very funny. Um, yeah, so it's Thanksgiving movie where Steve Martin's trying to get home for Thanksgiving, and it does not go well. As uh, <laughs> Andy as, Dwyer. Uh, as Andy Dyer would say, does not go well. Does not go well. <laughs> so uh, that is what I'm going to have you watch. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I forgot it's technically a Thanksgiving movie. I know, a um, lot of people forget. Yeah. Damn, God, I'm trying to figure out what I want you to watch. Uh, let's see. Would you prefer... Uh, you know what? I'll go by directors. You can pick what director you want to see. Okay, okay. All right, so you can choose between Catherine Bigelow, uh, Denis Villeneuve, or Steven Spielberg. All right. I'm not too familiar with the first two directors as far okay. as what exactly their movies are. Okay. So we're going to go with the most fun name to say... Which is Danny Villeneuve. Okay. Well, this one kind of fits, I guess, with Thanksgiving being a family movie, although completely twisted. 
I'm going to have you watch uh, Prisoners. This came yeah. out. That, uh, is, that is definitely not a very great family movie. Now it starts off. <laughs> I think. I think it actually starts at Thanksgiving, like the first scene when uh, when they're all together. Um, Does it really? I think so, but it's some type of family shindig. But no, this is a really good movie. This is the first of his I saw, and I was just blown away right out of the park. I mean, Logan uh, arguably is probably Hugh Jackman's best movie. This is easily a close second. I mean, he is so freaking good. Um, him and Jake Gyllenhaal are amazing in this movie. Um, it's it's not fun. It's it's kind of a downer, but it's got a great, satisfying ending. Uh, really great twist that you don't see coming. Uh, just really like it will have you guessing. And it's kind of perfect, I guess, after you see Knives Out. I'll be curious to see when you kind of think of this because it's similar, not in tone, but obviously in kind of crime, mystery, murder situation. But now I I'll be curious to see what you think. Okay, very interesting. All right. Yeah. So for next week, I'm gonna watch Prisoners. And Ian is going to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. All right. So, now we've gone through all of this stuff. <laughs> an hour and a half in, almost. Yeah, we haven't done a two-parter in a long time. Uh, a lot of two-parters I've done, actually. A lot oh, really? of them have had to be split into two parts, yeah. Damn. But uh, anyway, this is almost like two episodes. Then even like two-parters. Yeah, okay. So now it's time for us to actually talk about the namesake of the show... And we're talking about Batman the, Anima- the Animated Series. Um, we watched the next four episodes, as far as at least them being made. Pre-Poison, The Underdwellers, POV, and The Forgotten. Um, Alright, this is definitely the weirdest stretch of episodes in the entire series. Um, so we're going to start with the normal one. Yeah. Pre-Poison, we get introduced to uh, Harvey Dent. Although yeah. we technically were introduced to him in uh man bat but oh yeah briefly yeah. we're introduced to him fully here in this episode and we're introduced of course to poison ivy yep. so ian your thoughts on uh on pretty poison i mean it's it's by the books i mean a uh, great introduction for um for one of our villains and you know yeah really more of an introduction for uh harvey other than a leather wings but a proper one yeah because it starts off with harvey is dating who we don't know at the time. We just know her as Pam. Uh, they're out at dinner with Bruce, and all of a sudden Harvey comes down with some type of sickness. Uh, I do like the fact that like he he's like getting all hot and flustered, and Bruce is like, "Oh, you're just thinking about Pam." And then like he passes out into the moose, and Bruce is like, "All right, knock it off." <laughs> and, like it takes him a couple of minutes to be like, "Oh crap!" Like Harvey. I do and, uh, love how at the beginning when you see Harvey and Pam at at dinner, they're talking about Bruce, and I love just that classic bit yep. with a friend of Bruce's talking about him I know. Um, as we see him being Batman. Yep. Just the whole, just double meanings, just p- packed on thick, which is just so much fun. Like he's saying, Oh, he's probably just hung up on business as he's hanging from the, pl- from the yeah, helicopter yeah. that's taking up, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, he, uh, these are some of the other ones. He's like, yeah, he runs with a high crowd as he's chasing the guy on top of a building. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, yeah, but he still manages to get his kicks as he just kicks the guy across the building. And then, yeah. and then he just finishes up with, you know, there's nothing that we don't know about each other as he's like grabbing the guy and yelling at him as Batman. <laughs> like, it's just, that never gets old to me. No, I no. love that. And it's done time and time again, but it's always fun to watch. Yeah. No, I mean, then, um, yeah, of course, you know, it becomes a mystery of, you know, what happened to Harvey uh, and, you know, Batman starts to piece it together. Um, 
Yeah, because what happens after that? He discovers uh, that... Those, the well, they find out that he's been poisoned by this plant right? that's extinct. Right. And so he immediately suspects the girl. So he goes and looks up on her, finds out she's a botanist. She specializes in extinct plants. And it's just like, eh, two and two together. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's go take a look at her. Yeah, because then, yeah, cause then it, um, pretty much right after that is when he goes to her hideout. And that's when he gets caught up in a Venus fly trap that's pretty gnarly um, it is yeah yeah and you get to see like you know as again like poison ivy is really only like threatening if she has like her plants like that because otherwise under like her little crossbow which is pretty gnarly um mm-hmm. she can't do a whole lot unless she kisses you of course but uh right but now some like good stuff and just like again like your typical animated series episode um yeah again i was like um i like how the animated series did a really good job of setting up bruce and harvey's uh relationship um before you know he turns into face because it just makes it that much more um tragic and stuff so i always like seeing that um and you know this is a iconic poison ivy poison ivy look um i always like seeing it it's nice to have her just by herself because i feel like now all we ever see of poison ivy is with like harley quinn um so it's nice to see her like in her own element but mm-hmm. yeah i mean i don't have a whole lot to say about it you know it's pretty straightforward yeah, it is. It's pretty straightforward, but but it's it's enjoyable. Good. It's a good introduction to a really good Poison Ivy character. I, yeah. I enjoy the character in this in this series a lot, which yeah. is not saying much because almost every character's done really well. That's true. In uh in this, but yeah, uh, a lot a lot of fun to watch. I love seeing Bruce do a spit take when Harvey tells him that he asked her to marry him. Oh, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Bruce Wayne do a spit take in anything. Oh. So oh, that yeah. always gets me every time. <laughs> I find that very funny. Um, I love the little running gag where at the very beginning, it's when there's that jailbreak happening uh, yeah. with that random, whoever it is, just a random, random dude escaping with a helicopter. And then Commissioner Gordon gets the call and it's like, what? Oh, and it starts running. I was like, there's a jailbreak. We got to go after the, they're, they're pursuing him. And then you see everyone rush out and then Harvey Bullock rushes oh. out and then comes back in and grabs a donut and then goes, then goes out and then they do that later with yeah. Harvey Dent's been poisoned. Same same exact <laughs> setup. Commissioner Gordon gets caught. He's like, what? Oh, we gotta go. Harvey's been poisoned. They all rush out. Bullet goes out and then comes back, grabs another donut and goes. That makes me That's laugh. I, I like <laughs> that little running gag. Um, and yeah, and then obviously it's setting up Two Face, which is coming up in yeah. our uh, in our next our next watch in a couple of weeks. So we'll talk about those, which is really when the show takes off. Yeah, that's when I feel like the show really kind of like started to get the credit it deserved. Yeah, this show, though, did not air for a while because, again, they had these all over the place. It aired on September 14th, 1992. Uh, It was the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9th episode. It was the 9th episode to air, but, uh, of course, it was the 5th episode actually made. Um. Which is interesting, but I think I think it was good that they changed this air date so much because of the next three episodes. Yeah, if those had come all in a row, I don't know if the show would have stayed. That's a that's a good point because that'd be quite the rut. It would have been a tough three episodes to get through in a row if those were the ones coming out in in, in order. They they split those up quite a bit in yeah. the uh, in the air dates. So um, uh, but yeah, pretty poison. Good episode. Good introduction to to poison ivy and Harvey Dent. And um and enjoyable for sure, for sure. Um, big shout out to uh Diane per- uh, Pershing, who's the voice of Poison Ivy. Fantastic job, very as, good uh, as her for sure. All right, so this episode has an eight point one 
on IMDb, which, uh, I mean, all the episodes pretty much have good ratings, so that's definitely up there. All right, now we go to arguably the darkest episode of the entire series. Yeah, no kidding. The Underdwellers. How was this made? Like, how did this come out? It's so dark. Like, yeah. We, I mean, we've talked about it before. This show pushed the boundaries of animation and children's show. You know, there's real guns. There, there's stuff like, like it's a, it's you know, it's it's visually really dark. All that stuff. This episode takes it a whole nother level. Yeah. You have a whole group of child slaves yeah. underneath this in the sewers of Gotham City being ruled by the sewer king. Abusive, yeah, controlling. It's literally child slavery. Yeah. In a children's animated cartoon. Yeah. There it, there must have there must have been like some relevant news story that had to deal with something similar and they're just like oh let's make that into an episode like that would really hit home i i guess um, but again yeah to put it in a kid show was like my god (laughs) uh they aired this it was episode 27 to air so they i mean this aired much later yeah they saved it till they were kind of like you know the season was already wrapped it's like all right we're safe yeah they definitely waited on this which is a good idea than to air it as the sixth episode Yeah. Um. But what happens is there's a kid. There's a bunch of uh, thefts going on. Um. Batman f- uh, finds a kid that w- that was shoplifting, chases him down, t- uh, takes him back to the Batcave. Um. And then starts to kind of figure it out. Then follows him back. It's actually a very fast moving episode. And then follows him back into the it sewers. Is. I was surprised. Yeah. And that's when we find that. And. Boy, this is like one of the all-time greatest Batman angry moments we have in yeah, the whole it's great. thing. Like, I, I don't think you ever see Batman more angry than he is in this episode. When he first sees yeah. the kids, and then you have this weird, creepy sewer king with alligators somehow. Yeah, like, he, like he's like, yeah, he's trained like Captain, alligators. He's like Captain Hook. He's got like the red. Yeah, cape yeah, he and does everything. look like Captain. He even has like an eye patch, like one side of his glasses. Exactly. He literally is like a pirate. Um, yeah. And I don't know how he has like six trained alligators. I mean, obviously that's playing with the alligator in the sewer things. Of course. But uh, Batman ends up finding him, tracking him down, and and then he even says, "Like I'm no uh, jury or yeah, whatever." But like I've never been more tempted to. Like, he literally said, in 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 as many words, he says, "I've I will I want to kill you." Yeah. Yeah. He's like, usually, uh, he's like, I never pass judgment, but like, yeah. so about like in your case, uh, you know, this is the closest I, I come to wanting to. And it's like, damn, it's like, again, you know, like, this is a kid cartoon. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause yeah, the sewer came, like he would, withhold, he withholds food from them. Like he yells at them. He doesn't let them talk. He keeps them in perpetual darkness. Yep. He abuses them when they, when they act out. Yep. And it's like, my God. And so, yeah, then, like, Batman comes down and sees all this, and, of course, he's pissed. I mean, with kids, you know, I mean, they're all orphans, presumably, and, you know, of course, so he can identify, but, uh, but, and then there's also a great scene where, uh, Frog, the kid, is, you know, in Wayne Manor, and he's running around. <laughs> with Alfred. Terrorizing, terrorizing Alfred, and, uh, you know, that he goes great. to, like, the, the antique room, and he, he grabs one of the guns, and, of course, you know, Batman freaks out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, kids and guns do not mix. And it's like, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 that's a good moment. Um, 
good moment for sure. It's a, it's a very weird episode, but it's a good, it's a good episode. Like it's yeah. not it's not a bad episode for sure. But they um, definitely took a risk. I mean, because oh, yeah, there's yes. there's no there's no uh, famous villain in this one. It's and again, yeah, it's straightforward. It's like there's a couple of uh, thefts at the beginning, and then like really, it's just like Batman going in or or catching Frog, bringing him back to Wayne Manor, and then him just going back to the sewers to fight sewer king that, like that's pretty much it yeah that's it's it's definitely straightforward i mean as with most of these episodes yeah, pretty I mean, much only, all these episodes are straightforward they're like all 20 minutes they're, or they're so, all standalone yeah. episodes 20 minutes you know 22 yeah. minutes long um but yeah uh, a good episode very different episode but 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 effective and i think it it does yeah. you know it, it it does a good job absolutely um okay so now moving on, another very weird episode, which I always I always find having I have trouble paying attention with this episode. Yeah. Um, POV is all over the place, and it's designed to be. Yeah. But it's they, still so jarring. Like you can't fall. I still have no idea what really happens in this episode. It's so confusing. Glad, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Um. Because yeah, this is like when they try to go like artsy, where they try to yeah, do like the, yeah. the multiple perspectives, like almost it's, like a yeah nonlinear storyline. They're, story they're trying line. to do like freaking uh, Quentin Tarantino or something. Yeah, like Usual Suspects, yeah. like almost. Yeah, it's like what? Um, it's weird. Yeah, like, it starts off with uh, Montoya and some other guy, uh, some, some other some officer. rookie cop. Yeah, who we never. I don't think we've seen. They don't before. even name him. They just call him the rookie, I believe. Think so, yeah. Um, I think they, they do name him, but it's so forgettable. Uh, is it Wilkes? So, uh, something like that. Who cares? I don't. I think it. I think it's Wilkes. But I, mean, um, I don't even know if we ever see him again. I, we don't. Um, but yeah, so it's Montoya and 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 the rookie coming up. They see Harvey Bullock. Uh, warehouse is on fire. He's like knocked out. They go in try and stop something. They can't stop anyone. Batman saves him. Uh, saves Montoya, and then is stuck in the building as it collapses. That's kind of what happens. Yeah. So it was this big failed sting operation uh, to catch a drug lord. And the uh, police captain is just livid at them for this. Uh, he's just pissed. Gordon's trying to calm him down. Yeah. Well, I think it's really... more like internal affairs. Oh, maybe it is, but yeah, cause it's like, he's doing like his own investigation. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's all over the place. There's conflicting stories with what Bullock says happened, with what they say happened, um, you know, and you get to see stuff happening, and so you know Bullock's just totally lying with everything that he says. Oh, of course, yeah. Because they're showing the real thing that happens. Yeah, because um, he's saying, like, he saved Batman, and right. he's like, oh, shut up. Uh, so they're all suspended, and then Montoya ends up tracking, she figures out, like, a clue, and, and ends up tracking them down, and helping batman and then they win like I, I i don't even remember what else happens and i just yeah. watched it today um like yeah because like they all have their different kind of stories and so the the eternal affairs guy uh, like suspends them and montoya is like uh riding the bus home and she re- sees the name of like i guess the guy the bad guy who's like warehouse it was his name's like half cock or something like that yeah and for some reason, she's like, oh, that's what it is. It's like, wait, what? Well, no, no. What happens is he said, uh, he said Doc. And then she yeah, realizes yeah. That, that it means like, not. it's not a name, that it's like literally like the Docs. Yeah, but but then she sees the name on the building of the Docs. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. That part's and, weird. Yeah, and so she was like, oh, I'm going to get off the train and go investigate. And sure enough, Batman's there. 
but of course he wants to be there because he's trying to get to the boss who I guess is the guy who owns the, the docks or whatever. But um, yeah, it's so weird because like, you know, she goes in Batman, you know, frees himself and takes out all the guards, although they keep getting back up. Um, yeah. He, like, these were really tough ones. Uh, and then him and Montoya work together and a freaking at one point Batman drives a forklift into a boat and it sinks <laughs> and then and then uh plows into the harbor it's like damn yeah that's kind of um, weird and but then they catch like the the head bad guy with like the claw machine and it's like okay and it's like uh, and that somehow like solves everything and yeah, yeah they, they get their badges back at the end and it's like i have no idea what happened <laughs> yeah it's it's very it's very weird um definitely another risky story yeah and one that uh, doesn't doesn't really work <laughs> yeah it's like because like i mean the, the thing that's great about the show is that it's you know more complex than your typical superhero you know um cartoon tv show that you normally see and especially like you know storylines and kind of character development but this is like when it was too complex because like again we couldn't understand this there's no way kids would have any idea what was going on uh with this episode so uh, it was definitely a gamble and i yeah, don't think it quite paid off yeah um, I forgot to mention with Underdwellers, that has a 7.0 rating on IMDb, oh. which is one of the lower ones. That's weird. Um, and it aired, it aired on October 21st, 1992, as episode 27. Uh, with POV, this one is a 7.7. Mm. Um, and it aired, it was the 13th episode to air, and it aired on the 18th of September, 1992. Um, okay, so that is POV. And now moving on to uh, The Forgotten. This is probably the weirdest episode in all of the entire series. Yeah, because this is not a Batman episode. No, not at all. Now, we're going back. It's it's along the same veins of the Underdwellers. Yeah. They, they really had a thing with slavery at this time. Um, they really did, yeah. This is this is weird. So so what happens in this is <laughs> Batman is making a run at this uh like homeless shelter. Homeless shelter, yeah. As or Bruce Wayne is, and yeah. he's talking with the guy who runs it, and he's saying that you know some weird things are happening. People are disappearing, and one of the volunteers even disappeared, and and no one knows where they are. So Batman's like, all right, I'll I'll investigate this. So this is the first time we see him like disguise himself. In the, in the series where yeah. he, he you know, that's cool. paints his hair white and and puts on old clothes. Goes undercover. Yeah, goes undercover down uh, in kind of the slums of Gotham, just yeah. looking for stuff. He just randomly goes down this alley for some reason that two just happens are... to have these, these two guys. Um, he doesn't do that well because he gets taken by these. Th- there's a third guy that shows yeah. up. Um, which is kind of unBatman like, but Definitely. sometimes this show is kind of Power Rangers like, where when he's in the suit, he's Batman, and then when he's not, he's not as good, which is kind of yeah. funny. But um, so he gets knocked down. When he wakes up, he's on. He's like, I don't know where they are. They're in the middle of the desert. It's like Dude, they're in the, they're in the Grand Canyon. Like, of they're, they're, they're in like. <laughs> The desert of Arizona or like yeah. Utah or somewhere yeah. like they're clearly states away from Gotham. Yeah. This is not Gotham. So I don't know why these people are traveling all the way to Gotham to to take these homeless people. I don't uh, know. But anyway, um, 
so he wakes up and he's basically in this slave camp. He's in like a concentration camp. Pretty much. Um, where all these other homeless people have been taken. And he also runs into uh, Dan Riley, who's the volunteer who was taken. And they've been there for months at this point. And there's this evil, uh, uh, what do you even call him? Uh, like, owner or he's like you know, he's like the big boss he's yeah, like you know, he's the evil he's boss the, he's got the white suit the white fedora his he, fat everything he literally yeah. looks like kingpin exactly but, yeah but nastier and he's has all these people all these homeless people as slaves digging for gold um in in the mountains in these mines and they they're barely fed uh barely rested they're it's like super hot and they punish him by throwing him in the, the hot, hot box. box. Yeah. It's literally uh, slavery. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is literally, sla- it's, it's like a, it's literally like, like a, it's more, actually it's more like a concentration camp. Literally. It's, sure. it's a, it's a concentration camp. A labor camp. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 Labor camp's probably better. Um, and of course the, when Bruce got knocked out, he got amnesia. Of course. Of course. And so My favorite. He, Favorite writing trope. Yeah, the best writing trope ever. Uh, losing the powers and the amnesia are my two favorite writing tropes. Oh, yeah. Um, so he doesn't know who he is, but he befriends these two other guys. Um, uh, what is the other guy's name? It's a uh, uh, Riley and something. It's it's Dan Riley and it's Salvo. I think it's Salvo is sure. the guy's name. Yeah, the redhead guy. Yeah, and um. I, it's just it's he's just going through this this camp for like the whole episode trying to remember who he is and you see this pretty cool dream sequence though that was a cool scene where yeah. you know he sees like Bruce Wayne and then it turns into the Joker and then it turns into like his parents death like there's a lot it's kind of weird um and it's also weird that he doesn't remember who he is after that exactly yeah it's like who's uh, this clown and who that, are these that, that should be like the big reveal moment <laughs> yeah. Um, but eventually they try and help Salvo, uh, him and Dan, and they get thrown into the box and somehow, uh, his memory gets triggered when Riley talks about his family. And that's, that's the, that's the one cool moment of the episode when it goes through him uh, remembering who he is and he sees like his family and stuff. And then it does an awesome fade shot from like the Batman mask into like his face. That that's cool. Yeah. And then he's just like, all right, we got to escape. So with one kick, he just destroys this metal thing, <laughs> this metal box and escapes. His powers came back, yeah. His powers came back and he uh, runs away. And then Alfred, who has been worried about him this whole time. I do tracks... like that. I... that. That's a cool part. I like this. We get to see Alfred do a lot. Yeah, fly the freaking uh, Batwing at one yeah, point. Yeah, he tracks the car to a junkyard, sees guys there and puts the tracker on their car. So and then when Bat and uh, Bruce is escaping, you see uh, the Batwing come flying, and it's Alfred trying to fly <laughs> it very unsuccessfully. And I love the computer is yeah, like yeah. taunting. taunting him. <laughs> He's like, "All right, we gotta land." He's like, "Negative. Uh, <laughs> there's not enough room." He's like, "No, we, Master Bruce, down there, land." It's like your funeral. Like <laughs> that. That's that's funny. I do like um, that, yeah. And then I love how it flies and, like, almost takes out Bruce. He has to, like, dive underneath, and he's yeah. just like, son of a gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then uh, it lands, and then... He gets the suit back. Yeah, he gets gets the Batman suit and goes back <laughs> and, and takes down the whole labor camp. 
Um, which is pretty cool. Him, him, uh, hunting those guys in the mine in the dark is pretty awesome. That is cool. Yeah. That's a pretty cool moment. Um, and then of course, gonna... uh, they, they gets everyone back and, and there's a funny moment when they're like, all right, yeah, you know, we're back. This is great. Batman saved us. And it's like, you know, if you need a place to go, you can stay. And he's like, nah, I don't think that'd be necessary. <laughs> you see Alfred, they're like, master Bruce, here's a car. It's like, What? <laughs> like oh yeah i'm bruce wayne and then, <laughs> and then at the end salvo's like hit me riley he's like hit you why it's like maybe i'll wake up and be a millionaire too yeah it's funny because they call him a millionaire it's like <laughs> all of the yeah, 90s yeah yeah a billionaire but um yeah. oh man but yeah, weird episode it's a very weird episode it's not a it's not a bad episode but yeah, it's no, definitely I, not it, one that's like you want to rewatch it a lot <laughs> No, because again, you you literally don't see Batman until the last like two minutes. Um, it's just a very weird uh, risk that they, they, they took. Uh, again, I don't really know what they're trying to say because we don't we don't really have slave labor camps like that anymore. I mean, at least yeah. not in the United States. But uh, I, like, again, it's like you. There must have been something like Paula Dini saw in the news. He was like, "I need to, I need to do this in an episode." It's like, are you sure this is for kids? Yeah, it's it's a strange decision. It it definitely yeah. is. Um this episode is a 7.6 on IMDb. It was the 23rd episode aired aired on a uh, October 8th, 1992. And they 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 did a good job splitting up these three weird episodes yeah. with uh Underdwellers POV and the Forgotten because again, if these went all three in a row like they were made, Oh boy, that would have been tough keeping yeah. uh, keeping attention of some people. I would think. Right. Yeah, it's funny. Like watching these three episodes, like as I'm watching them, I'm like, am I just like looking at the show with like some rose tinted glasses? I'm like, <laughs> I remember this show being amazing, but then you get to the like you get to Heart of Ice and the next episode with Harvey Dent. It's like, okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah it, it, that those I those uh, worries quickly fade away. Oh, yeah. um, coming up, but it is it is true. It is weird where you're like this. Yeah. This show was like perfect, right? <laughs> but like, like a lot of shows struggle at first. Hey, I mean, I, like I've been rewatching Spartacus, and it's like the first like episode is like, oh boy, there's some there's some cringy stuff here. But <laughs> again, like they usually find their footing as you know they they get their confidence in the viewers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, anyway, those are those four episodes of Batman the Animated Series. So next week, we'll go back to the Adam West show, and we'll watch the next four episodes. We're, we're, we're going to get into some weird, a weird episode here. <laughs> we, we got Zelda the Great and A Death Worse Than Fate, so it'll be a first episode without a major Batman villain, because um, Zelda is not as famous of a, uh, of a Batman villain. And then we'll do a, a Riddle a Day Keeps the Riddler Away and when the rats away, the mice will play. Um, I feel like you could have just split the first one into the two. I was going to say. Games. <laughs> it's right, very long. The mouthful. Yeah. Well, we do go back to Frank Gorshin. So I'm super excited. I'm super yeah. excited about that. So those will be the next four episodes that we watch of the Adam West Batman show next week. And of course, we'll do Movie Swap as well. And then talk about any other Batman and uh, superhero and Star Wars news that that comes out between now and uh next week so uh all right just to wrap things up here ian final thoughts on the four batman animated series episodes that we watched 
Yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely ones other than like uh, Pretty Poison that he, I don't really return to. Um, not for not again, not because they're bad, but they're just weird and uh, they they took some risks. And again, like I, I applaud them for taking risks. I mean, most of the time for the Batman animated series, it pays off immensely because the show is is highly regarded as it should be. But yeah, they're they're just not the most uh, most fondly remembered episodes. Sure. All right. So that'll do it for this episode. Uh, follow the page on Twitter at Uncaped Review. It's where I post links to all the episodes um, and all the other things we're thinking about with new stuff that comes out and whatever. So you can get Rise to of Skywalker. <laughs> see all of our rants on on that and Rise of Skywalker and a bunch of other fun stuff there. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Bark Bark. So do that as well. And uh, yeah. That does it for a little bit longer of an episode because we added those movie things in there. But um, always fun for sure. And if you have anything, Batman, you want us to talk about, just uh, just hit us up on the Twitter at Uncaped Review or at Uncaped Review on um, Facebook as well. Okay, so that does it. Thank you so much for listening to, the, to this episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week.